This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermeerva, and today in episode 57, we're going to be looking at how you can teach your children about copyright and plagiarism. As an online teacher, students are regularly submitting assignments for grading, and I am quite horrified by the number of students who have no idea that they are plagiarizing and that this is a problem. And of course, copyright and plagiarism uh, work hand in hand, and so we need to address the whole topic with our children. I do realize that many of the students who plagiarize in my classes are not intentionally cheating. They do, they're not trying to beat the system or uh, do something that they know is wrong. Instead, they're just doing it because they do not, they think it's fine and they do not realize there is any problem. I think this topic is addressed a lot more in the schools than we as homeschoolers tend to address it in our homes. And so I hope that you will listen to this episode carefully and then go and have a discussion with your children. So let's look first at copyright. Now, if you were walking along your street and you saw a garage sale and your children said, hey, let's go and have a look. And you walked in and there was no one to be seen. Obviously, they'd gone inside to go to the bathroom or get a drink or whatever it is. But the garage is there and there is um, there are a lot of items for sale. Now, you see a free bin and it's obvious that you can take whatever's in that bin. But if your child said, oh, let's take this book that they found that wasn't in the free bin, You would not think it was okay just to take it and walk out because there was no one there. You would realize that that you needed to actually pay something for it. You would never consider just taking it. Something in the free bin, yes, because it's clearly labeled free. So why is it that people constantly take other people's things online? Well, I think it's because it's just so easy and there is never anybody watching. If you think about it, It's just out there and children will Google for something, find it and think, oh, there's a photo that will look good. I'll use that. Now, at this point, let me just point out that there is such a thing as fair use. So when your children are doing a project for you, if they're doing an online class or going to a co-op and they're creating a PowerPoint, some kind of slideshow, and they need to use, um, say, a picture of Big Ben, they're doing a geography project, whatever it is. Fair use does allow them to use this in an educational setting. If they're just going to use it to show to their class, not trying to do anything more with it than that, then it is okay to actually use it. Obviously, they should still be um, citing their source, but it is not seen as stealing somebody's work just to use it in that sense. However, if they are perhaps wanting to create something else, something that uh, they they may be, for instance, um, making a birthday party invitation, or they are creating a graphic that they want to print out, maybe making a collage, and they're going to print it out, and they're going to put it up on the wall, or anything else that they might be using um, something for, 
Or if they want to use, they've made a little video and they want to use the music uh, as the background and they plan to upload that video somewhere else where lots of people can listen to it. So it's not just a school project anymore. Then that is not okay. And just because they can Google for something and find it doesn't mean it's fair game. If they want to find something online that they can use, then what you should do is, and I'm going to put this link in the show notes, and you can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, and it's episode 57. You go to ccsearch.creativecommons.org. When you get there, you can put in your search term, say Big Ben, and it will show you, and you choose which site, there are various different sites you can, you can use, and you can go and find on those sites ones that... Um, the copyright does allow you to use it. And you can even get more specific as to say whether you want to modify that item because some people will say you can use the item free, but you must use it as is. So you can see, can you actually make modifications to it? You can also see if you can use it for commercial purposes because there again, people may not be may not mind if you use it for a birthday party invitation, which is not commercial, but it's also not a school project. But they don't want you to use it to make um, greeting cards that you're going to sell on Etsy. So I think you can see some of those differences. You can find plenty of free photographs, music, clip art, um, all that kind of thing online that is allowed by using that methodology. And even when you do use that, when you actually get onto that particular item, you should just try and make sure that this really is something that that person didn't mind you using. You as an adult should be modeling this behavior. You should be showing your children if you are looking for something online, make it clear that you are checking to see and if you really want to use something for a project that you know um, it is not something that is in the public domain, then send a message to the people. I know my husband is a photographer and he has his work online and if people have a, a, a reason why they want to use it, he will often say yes. Sometimes he also will sell it to them, depending on what they're wanting to do with it. But uh, it's not okay just to take his work because, you know, he spends hours and hours getting the great shots that he gets and his equipment that he's using to um, get those shots is expensive. And so, you know, it's, it's not okay just to go and just grab it and use it for something else. And we need to explain these things to our children. So the second part of this episode is plagiarism which of course is again taking someone's work and this time it's even a little worse because they're using it as their own. If your child is in school or when they go to college, most schools and colleges these days have automatic plagiarism checkers in place so that as soon as your child uploads something into their system because things are all submitted online these days, it automatically checks and it will pick up if they've tried to plagiarize. And because of this, your child really does need to understand that this is something that is a big no-no in the academic world. Plagiarism, of course, is going and taking somebody else's words that they've written somewhere and using them as your own. And uh, it's very easy to spot when you're actually grading. I know um, sometimes the students will just, it'll just be a short question that they're responding to. And instead of writing the answer in their own words, they're much easier just go and Google it, find an answer on Wikipedia or wherever they do it, cut and paste and move on. Well, first of all, they're not learning anything. Cutting and pasting 
it, it's going to immediately they're going to forget what they just did because they weren't really paying any attention. When I know as a, as, as a teacher, when I'm asking them something, I want them to go and research to find that answer. And then as they tell me in their own words, they that is a form of them remembering. It is a way of them internalizing that information, which cutting and pasting is definitely not going to do. So that's not what any teacher whether it's you at home as the parent or whether it's the co-op teacher or an online teacher, nobody's wanting cut and paste. I've noticed that some of my students think that cut and paste is okay if they say where they got it from. No, it, it's even then, I know that they're not trying to cheat, they're not trying to um, pass us off as their own work, but that's still not the point. Um, but I've had it even in, in essays. I don't have a lot of essays in my classes, but they do have to write book reports. Um, so for geography, they have to write, read a book written, uh, set in a foreign country, and then they have to write one saying what they've learned about the culture, etc. And I did have one student who went and found a college uh, um, level, it was definitely not a, a high school level um, essay, on the book that she'd actually selected, and she'd cut and pasted pieces that fitted with um, what I was looking for in, in their book report. And it was so obvious. First of all, the font was different. She kept using different fonts. That was a big telltale style. But also, the language was not the language that she ever used in any of the assignments. It is very difficult, unless your child is extremely well written, to take something that somebody else has written and pass it off as your own because your child has a certain way of writing and particularly high school students do not sound like college level students um, so it's even without having any plagiarism checkers we can always tell uh, when they are when they've cut and pasted now one of the problems is as i said students really aren't stopping and thinking about this and that's why you really do need to stop and explain to them how to go about doing research and how to use that research in a paper. Now, um, a school teacher, Jennifer Gonzalez, did a podcast episode and she also has extensive show notes, essentially a blog post on the topic. She um, has the um, podcast and blog Cult of Pedagogy and she has one on preventing plagiarism. I'm putting the link in the show notes go and take a look at it. She goes through step-by-step step how she does a lesson plan and teaches her students because she points out that even in her little story there, her her own child um, didn't realize uh, what they were doing. Uh, she, she gives example of her fifth grade daughter cutting and pasting and not thinking about it. Essentially what you need to teach your children to do, but to say Jennifer really does um, lay it out very, very well, is they need to go and read a paragraph of whatever they're wanting to use in their paper. Then they need to uh, look away and think about what they read. They should then be able to explain it to someone else. So it maybe just aloud, if you're nearby, they can tell you what they read, tell a sibling, whatever else, and then they sit down and they write it. By this stage, they will remember the concepts, but not the actual words. Once they've written it, they can go back and look at the original to see if they actually got it correct, and they can make amendments if need be. And then, of course, they should still cite their source, even if they are summarizing it. But doing a process like that, when they're not just looking um, at it and then 
trying to immediately write, but rather spending some time thinking about it, verbalizing it before they write. And when they write, they should not have that original document in view. They should close the book, move to another tab, but do it out of memory and then rather go back and make little tweaks afterwards if they realize that they didn't get it perfectly correct. But that will have it in their own voice and they will no longer be plagiarizing. You do, of course, do need to teach them how to do citations. EasyBib is a very um, good site to use. If they do, if they're in Google Docs, though, there are also ways in Google Docs to automatically do the citations. I just want to give a shout out here to Showhost Funder Fund Academy. All these things are taught to the students in the computer applications class. I would strongly suggest that if um, your children do not have good digital literacy skills. And if they need to learn how to use different computer applications, that you enroll them for that. Um, that you can do it from seventh grade and up. So it could either be a high school credit or you could use it to prepare them for high school classes. Well, I hope that this was interesting and useful to you. Would love to hear your thoughts. Do join us in our Facebook group, the um, Homeschooling with Technology community. Uh, again, the link will be in the show notes. And then come back again next week uh, to learn about fake news and how you can teach your children about that. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.